Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We are going today to explore the concepts and emotions that form the backbone of what it means to be a believer. When will the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come? It is haq on us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. It is incumbent upon us, Nasr al-Mu'mineen, that we will help the believers. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a khair from a person, uh, he will give him a musibah. These past few weeks have been extremely painful ones. We feel the injustice acutely, which is only multiplied by the attitude of the Western powers who seek to support their apartheid creation in the Middle East with great vigour. The media has failed us and failed their profession. In many of our workplaces, a hostile environment has been created where showing sympathy for Gaza is akin to a war crime. Young people are excluded from schools for wearing Palestinian flags. So-called Free Europe bans pro-Palestine demonstrations yet sermonizes about freedom. And of course, most importantly, thousands have been mercilessly butchered by a war machine hell-bent on annihilation. In this environment, it is easy to feel a sense of gloom. The world has come together against us. Some, particularly who are not tested like the Palestinians, may even have doubts about their Islam impacting their basic imam. Some call for compromise with the perpetrators or worse still, call for normalization. We are going today to explore the concepts and emotions that form the backbone of what it means to be a believer. Now please remember to like this video and subscribe if you enjoy our content. It helps us to reach a larger audience. We've also recently launched a new Patreon for those of you who want to support on a monthly basis. As a patron, you get access to exclusive monthly Zoom calls and inshallah get a share in the reward as we grow. Jazakallah khair. My guest today is Dr. Kamal Abu Zahra. Kamal is a lecturer in Islamic studies and Islamic law here in London who has an expertise in contemporary fiqh. Dr. Kamal Abu Zahra, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to The Thinking Muslim. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah, brother Jalal. Jazakallah khair for having us inshallah. Well, look, it's wonderful to have you with us, Kamal. Um, Kamal, what would you say to a person 
who says, when will the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم um, This is a question um, that is understandable The frustration that people are feeling or frustration from which this question arises is understandable given what is going on and it's um, something that even the prophets عليهم السلام that they themselves when they came to a point where the hardship and the calamity and the difficulty went to such an extent that they themselves had to say and they cried mata nasrullah so in quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that uh, when the masatumul ba'sa wa darra when the hardship and the affliction hit the prophets and the messengers they would say this very thing. When will the victory of Allah come? And so our shabab, our youth, our ummah, looking at the carnage that is taking place to our brothers in Philistine, are feeling, sometimes feel helpless and saying, oh Allah, we have seen this. You know, when is the victory coming? Some probably have seen this many times in their lives. Their parents have seen it. You know, they've seen it. And subhanAllah, you know, I have a grandson now and now gone to that generation now. And so, you know, where is the end to this cycle? And, and, and so this question arises. But the answer that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave, and this is how the believer looks at these issues, because ultimately this is not for us. It's an aqidah issue. It's a matter of faith. It's from our belief perspective that we understand these things. Mm. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will actually bring the victory. We have done, we have goodwill uh, and good thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and good expectation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why the very next uh, part of the ayah, it says, Allah inna nasrallahi qareeb. Indeed, the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near. And you find this uh, statement that the victory is near in, in very, a number of places, not just this in this ayah. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, uh, and you love uh, the victory uh, and, and to win and to succeed in battle. Victory which comes from Allah subhanahu wa And a victory which is qareeb. An opening and a conquest that is actually qareeb and that is near. And in another verse, Allah SWT again making this point. He said, وَكَانَ حَقَّنَ عَلَيْنَا نَصْرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, it is haq on us, Allah SWT says. It is incumbent upon us, Nasrul Mu'mineen, that we will help the believers. So, this is our belief that the help is always near. It's always around the corner. It will be there. Allah SWT will never forsake us. And this feeling, even the Sahaba, Allah alayhim ajma'een, felt. Just to give you one example. Um, Khabbab ibn Arat radiyallahu He, in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Mecca, you know, he was a convert to Islam. He was a slave actually, working as a blacksmith uh, for his master. And in that environment, which was so difficult, he embraced Islam. And he conveyed and he didn't keep his iman secret. And for that, his master would torture him. And the very tool that he used in his work as a blacksmith, they would actually sear his body 
uh, uh, this hot um, uh, burning embers they would actually see his body with. He went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he found, you know, the hadith says, Shakawna ila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa huwa mutawassidun burudatan fi dhilli al-Ka'ba. I found Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I went to complain to him. Shakawna, you know, this is a complaint uh, about my situation. And I found him with his burda in the shade of the Kaaba. And I said, Ya Rasulullah, ala tastansuru lana, ala tad'u lana. Are you not going to ask Allah for help? Are you not going to make dua for us? You can see in his voice that it's difficult what he's going through. And the way he's asking Rasulullah sallam. So the Prophet he sensed um, how he was feeling. So he said, look, this is not new, O Khabbab. Before you, a person would be brought. And a hole would be dug in the ground. And a saw would be brought. And this would be placed on his head. And he would be cut into two. Or they would get an iron comb and they would take the very flesh of his bones. But this person will never renounce his deen. He will stand true and firm on his deen. O Khabbab, Wallahi la Allah That Allah SWT will complete his deen until hatta yasiru rakibs in Sana'a ila Hadramaut. Until a traveler will travel from Sana'a to Hadramaut and la yakhafu illa Allah. He will have nothing to fear but Allah SWT. And maybe a sheep that would, uh, a wolf that would take a sheep. But, وَلَكِنَّكُمْ تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ He said to Khabbab, subhanAllah, وَلَكِنَّكُمْ تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ He said you, to the Sahaba, that uh, you have haste. You know, have sabr, patience, wait. The time will come when Allah will give you security. So what we see, sometimes we look at the environment, the situation from where we are. Because we don't know the ghaib, we don't know the future. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the ghaib. He is the controller of the future. And we believe he will bring that victory. He will bring that security, will bring that safety. So that is the approach by, you know, we have as believers. That's the Imani, Qaidi approach that we should have uh, to this question and the answer that should always ring in our hearts, inshallah. And the Sahaba should motivate us, and the Prophet motivate us. Dr. Kamal, is it a weakness to think like this? Is it a weakness to be impatient about the victory or to ask the question, when would the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come? See, we are human beings, even the Anbiya and Rasul. Musa alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Idhahab ila Fir'aun innahu ta'a. O Musa, go to Fir'aun, for he has indeed transgressed all bounds. Go to him and, and, and speak to him. Musa alayhi salam, you know, he had, everyone has their def- deficiencies and impediments. He had a speech impediment. So he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, oh Allah, you know, you know, remove the impediment from my, uh, from my tongue so they understand. And he said, you know, he didn't want to go alone. He said, uh, you know, my brother Harun, you know, uh, let uh, uh, Harun be a partner or go with me. Mm-hmm. So that we may praise your glory and, and you know, in, in, in that you are ever watchful over us. 
this is Musa alayhi salam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, you know, said to him uh, that, you know, the, when he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and, and his staff, what is in your hand? Musa, oh, what is in your hand? He said, here, Asai, just a staff. And Rasulullah said, uh, sorry, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you know, throw the staff and the staff became a snake. He felt fear. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Qudha, sanu'iduha. Uh, he said, hold, you know, hold on to it and we will return it back to its uh, original state. He was fearful. Allah said, do not fear. When he went to, uh, was asked to go to Fir'aun, it says that he felt the fear. Allah said, do not fear. Indeed, I am with you. So this is Musa alayhi salam. You know, and from that we learn, actually, courage does not come that is in your genes and in, in build courage comes from actually our iman and how we express that in the situation that we find ourselves in and that we see in the examples of the sahaba from the anbiya and the rasul muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this is why you know rasulullah said la tatamannaw liqa' al-'adu don't desire to seek to meet the enemy but if you do fast be too but at that point stand firm so we pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when you find ourselves in that situation, it is that iman that will activate and kick in and we will find the strength to, um, to stand firm and have sabbat. Now you've mentioned the help of Allah on a few occasions there. Can you explain what the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is? I mean, is it, does it come from human beings or does it come from some form of divine intervention from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Okay. Nasr, victory is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As is risk, as is hayat, as is mot. So all of these things, actually, uh, it is in the divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, as to when, uh, you know, when it is granted or gifted to us. Mm. So this victory, uh, it comes from Allah. And in the Quran, is very clear on this. It says, وَمَن نَصْرُ إِلَّا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ That victory is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, however, this victory um, has its asbab and its causes uh, in, in terms of what its conditions are. Mm. And the reality of uh, this victory, it, it can be on the battlefield, on a physical battlefield, or it can be in the uh, intellectual battlefield, or in the narrative battlefield, or in the propaganda battlefield. Any of the battlefields that if Islam prevails in that ma'raka, in that struggle, then that is a victory. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that when the victory comes, when the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, you will see multitudes of people entering the deen. That also is victory. Mm. So the first victory is actually of, was actually the conquest of Mecca was the opening of Fatu Mecca. But the second victory are the peoples and the multitudes of people who entered and embraced the deen. Mm. The two different types of victories. The reality is different, but they're both Nasr min Allah. Right. So a debate between a Muslim and a non-Muslim on the issue of Islam and a Muslim prevails, that will come under the banner of victory. Yes. Yeah. We seek Allah's help. Uh, in, 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 so, you know, just like Musa, salam, he saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help uh, when he went to uh, Fir'aun. And, and that help actually 
Um, it can come either through our own hands, but we have to realize it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or it can be through, uh, through the other ghaybiyya means, or through the malaika. And we find evidence for this in the Quran and in the Sunnah, for both of these actually. Mm-hmm. So in terms of our own hands, we're in the Battle of Badr, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he, the certain, the enemies were in front of him, mm-hmm. he picked some, some dust and he threw it and it got in their eyes and they couldn't come forward mm-hmm. to attack. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to this in the Quran. He says, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى O Prophet, you did not throw when you threw it. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى But it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who, who threw. So even though it was his very hands who picked up the dust, but actually who was working behind the scenes, who was uh, um, uh, helping him, it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's an example of victory through, we are the instrument of victory, but of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah uses us an instrument. Mm-hmm. Or it can be that Allah ta'ala helps us in many ways. So, so in Battle of Badr, um, it was the Malaika. You know, if you look at it, um, the battle, Quran refers to it, actually. It says, قَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ آيَةٌ فِي فِئَتَيْنِ الْتَقَطَى In it, there is a sign uh, in the battle between uh, the two forces that came to fight. Um, there was a fi'atun qad kana lakum ayatun fi fi'atayn iltaqata fi'atun tuqatilu fi sabilillah wa ukhra kafira yarawnahum mislayhim ra'ya al-ayn so there was a fi'a a group which was believing and there was a fi'a or a group which was disbelieving but if you look at it it looks like the non disbelievers were double actually the ratio was 3 to 1 but if you look at it it looks like uh, you know, the numbers of the non uh, the disbelievers uh, is double the size of the Muslim. Allah said, Allah He gives helps with His Nasr and His help and His victory to whomever He wills. And in Badr, it was the angels that Allah that were sent, revealed to help. So those are two forms and, and, and the other ways which we cannot contemplate how, you know, Allah helps us. But all of this, the source is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kamal, every year our dua gets longer. Every year a new country is added to the list mm. of oppressed and persecuted Muslims. Al-Quds, Palestine, has been under occupation now for 75 years. Mm. We've got uh, not a single continent in the world you, you could imagine has does not have a Muslim that's been persecuted. You know, We are in a, in a very parlous, a very poor state in the world. And I suppose then the question comes, is the, the withholding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's victory, is that because we're bad Muslims? We don't have the prerequisite iman for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that victory. Okay. First of all, um, when we look at the ummah, it would not be proper or right for us to put down the ummah and look at the ummah in a very negative way. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, the one who says the people are ruined, he is the most ruined, actually. So we always have personal dhan, not only in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also in our ummah. Mm. So we don't have a neg- negative attitude towards the ummah, uh, that it, it's, you know, it's all the ummah's fault. However, at the same time, um, we do um, have to look at you know, uh, our situation and you know, what is holding us back. 
And that's in a, in a positive way, which is to see, well, what are these problems that we are facing? You know, and what could we be doing? You know, what is our responsibility? We are not responsible for things that are outside our control. But what is in our control? We are responsible. That's why, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and again, this is another ayah sometimes misused. He says, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُ عَنْ كَثِيرٍ That whatever musiba falls on you, فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ This is a result of your own two hands. And Allah forgives much. That if Allah did not forgive, then you'll be finished. Again, this ayah is not telling us that the ummah uh, is completely ruined. The point is, well, what is our two hands doing? If, for example, the rulers... Uh, are uh, oppressing the Muslims. Their rulers are, you know, betraying our causes. Are we remaining silent and just making dua? Is, is that our condition? If that's the case, then we can't expect change. So if we want to bring change, there is a means and method that the Quran and Sunnah has given us. For example, on this question, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, لَتَأْمْرُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَتَنْهُوَنَّ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ that's, you must enjoin the good and forbid the evil. You know, you must restrain the hand of the ruler. Because if you don't do that, you know, you will make dua, la yustajabu lakum, and your dua will not be answered. So, so the way, I think there's a balance that we need to look at, you know, you know what, what are the issues, what are the things that are holding us back, what are our duties and our responsibilities, and we have that conversation then we can go forward and, 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 and look at this issue in a positive and constructive way, inshallah. You said earlier on that uh, the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and victory has uh, a, a number of conditions. Mm. Can you spell out what are these conditions that qualify the ummah to achieve Allah's victory? Of course. Um, the, the first and foremost condition is iman. Mm. In many verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَهِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ That, you know, do not grieve, do not be upset. Uh, uh, you will be uppermost and victorious uh, if in كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you have iman. Mm. So that's the first condition, that we must have iman. Second condition is that, um, that the, we must have amalun salih. In another verse in Surah Nur, Allah says, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا uh, that Allah has promised that he will give istikhlaf and, and, and authority uh, to those who believe and do good deeds. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that we have to abide by sharia, we have to fulfill our responsibilities and, 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 and good deeds. In fact, that ayah mentioned, and they worship me and they do not commit shirk. You can add those as well. And the fifth condition is that we need to have a, a preparation. Allah That you should prepare of strength and power. If you're facing another power, then you can't say, you know, well, I have iman and I pray and I fast and I, you know, I don't do shirk, I do good deeds. But then you have come to the, uh, the battle, whether it's a physical or intellectual, uh, without any preparation, because that's required. We discussed the example of Badr, the Prophet sallallahu you know, he didn't have much. He was overpowered or outnumbered in every way. But, you know, he prepared uh, the Sahaba. And then after preparing the Sahaba and bringing him to Badr, he made dua 
and he said, "Well, Allah, this is all I have. You know, if you don't give madad and and you know uh, victory tomorrow, there will be no one to worship you." Mm-hmm. So, um, so he prepared, and he had iman. So we have to, you know, the two go uh, hand in, hand in hand. There are some people, and usually you find them on social media, and uh, they argue that the reason why we are uh, under constant attack is because we are being punished as an ummah. And uh, they go further and say the reason why Palestine is in a dire state is because there is a deficiency. And I know you've addressed this before, but just to tackle this, mm-hmm. this point, can we say that the reason why victory has been withheld or we're under such repression it's because we're being punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See, first of all, even if you meet the conditions of Nasr mm. and Tamkin and victory mm. and help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't know when Allah will provide that. So even if you are... So Allah will definitely, this is it, Allah right. subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide the help. Right. But as to when he provides in his hikmah and his wisdom, that's something you can't decide. So you may lose a battle. So when, for example, in Battle of Uhud, ostensibly, that's a battle that we did not win, yes. as opposed to the example of Badr. Uh, however, um, does that mean the Sahaba were weak in their Iman? No. Again, a believer will assess strategically what went wrong. Okay, the, 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 um, the marksmen, you know, those who were supposed to stand, uh, uh, what did they do? Did they stand, hold the line or not? So you consider those things. However, ultimately, it's not because uh, the Sahaba lacked Iman. They weren't punished. Yes, it wasn't a, a punishment. In fact, uh, Allah may have a hikmah for why he puts us in a distressing situation. So the example of Hudaybiyah, mm-hmm. the Hudaybiyah uh, treaty, you know, Umar ibn Khattab, you know, and the Sahaba were so upset actually because the terms of the Hudaybiyah treaty uh, was so um, uh, onerous actually against uh, the Ummah. Against the Muslim, yes. you know, but the Prophet said, "Inni Abdullah lan ukhalifa amra." I am a servant of Allah, and I will not disobey His command. So, so that's on. Uh, so you may lose a battle, but the war, we have to believe that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will give victory, and the victory is near, and help is always at hand. This is our aqidah, and this is our belief. As to whether in a particular particular predicament or situation, whether it comes or not, the hikmah for that we don't know. And if it doesn't arise, does not mean that Allah does not help us. And if it doesn't arise, does not mean even Allah hasn't given victory. Maybe it's a victory that we have not perceived. Mm-hmm. So Hudaybiyah is that example. Fatahna laka fatha mubina. It's such a clear victory, but no one saw it. Mm-hmm. But only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw it. That's on one, one hand. On the other hand, Allah tests the believers because they have iman. Because they have iman. Right. Did Ibrahim alayhi salam lack iman when allah said wa idhibtala ibrahim fa'atammahun and when allah you know you know idhibtala you know he tested ibrahim and fa'atammahun and he completed all his tests subhanallah because the ibtila here the test is not because we don't have iman or allah does not love us it's because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us in fact the hadith says rasulullah said man yuridillaha khayran if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a khair from a person, uh, he will give him a musibah. Subhanallah. You see, if you think about it, 
you know, um, from a secular perspective, mm. it's madness. It doesn't make sense. But as a believer, it makes complete and utter sense. Why? Because Allah SWT, you know, he controls everything that happens. And he has a plan. He has a plan and everything has a measure. And where things fit, we don't know. So something may look like a disaster, but it's actually a victory. It may, something may affect us, but actually that is a way to actually purify us. And in a number of times in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he says, Allah will purify the believer. He will test him why to see actually who is pure uh, and, you know, and, and to forgive his sins even. In fact, the uh, and, and destroy the disbelievers. Uh, the Mufassirin said here it could mean that someone who has sinned, this is a means for the forgiveness of his sins. Other, uh, you know, Mufassirin, they said it could be a, a means to raise his status. Whereas from a different perspective, that doesn't make sense. You know, so I'm being tested to raise my status? Mm. Yes, of course. Because your iman, because you will exhibit your iman. And you will manifest your iman and that will raise your status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why it's, it, it's really unfortunate that we see uh, some people actually you know, erroneously saying, looking at the, our brothers and sisters in Palestine and saying, oh, you know, they don't have enough iman or they haven't fulfilled their conditions. Subhanallah, Allah tests those whom he loves. And they are uh, an example for us, actually. In, in fact, they increase our iman. Mm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They increase our iman. You know, they are an iman booster. Those who are in sleep, they're coming out of us, their slumber when they see the father who just lost Two of his sons consoling others and telling them that are we not shuhada? Will not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward us with Jannah? You know, so when you see that, subhanAllah, you know, um, you realize, you know, uh, who has tasted the halawa of Iman, the sweetness of Iman. Come on, it's uh, interesting that every time I see an occasion where someone in Gaza, a man or a woman or a child loses someone close to them, they have nothing but good to say about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. They speak about Allah in, as you said, in terms which show, which exhibit yeah. a very strong sense of, of being believers. Uh, yet, it's often people outside of that environment uh, who question, who have doubts. Yeah. What is going on here? How comes we in the West, for example, are inflicted 
with this intellectual disease, yet those in the epicenter of the oppression, they're steadfast and strong. Allah SWT said, Alif Lam Mim, Ahasib Al-Nas, Ayn Yutraku, Ayn Yaqulu Amanna, Wahum La Yuftanun, that do people think that we will uh, leave them to say we believe and we will not test them? The Iman actually is not exhibited when things are easy and when you're not, not tested. In fact, it's probably a bigger struggle with your Iman, where there is no test, where things are comfortable. An easy life. An easy life. But where the test comes, when the test comes, this is when, uh, when actually, you know, the Iman shines. In fact, the very next ayah says, وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Indeed, we tested them. And you know, the word it uses fatana, fatana. You know, the word fatana, test is, you know, if you look at the etymology of it, it's used for uh, when you separate gold and silver from its ore. Gold doesn't come in the form that we see in bracelets. It comes in, in, in ore. And that has to be separated. And the way it's separated is that it's burnt in fire. And you, so they say fatana, they use the word fatana. Yeah, to say that, you know, the, fid, the dhahab and the fiddha, the gold and the silver is burnt so that it is, you know, uh, you know is, is, uh, is separated from the ore. That's the word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses. That in the West, uh, where things are comfortable, there's a lot of ore we have. Or wherever you are, you, you can gain this, this other things where there's a, uh, you know, there needs to be some purification of this. And it is actually through that test. When the test happens, then you find, uh, you know, Allah Taala will uh, will know who are those who were truthful and those who were untruthful. So, uh, I think this, this is this is a situation that you know is to face the test, uh, you know, with uh, the guidance from Allah Subhanahu Taala. See, in the West, we also have tests, right? Is Gaza a test it's, for us? Of course. It's only a test if we uh, engage with it. If it's not a test, it's not a test when we, if we sit at home and we just watch TV 24-7, it's, it's not a test. But if you have to get up and say something, if you have to get up and do something, whether it's by a tweet or a post or, or, or speaking or saying or participating in an event or going to a march, then you start to worry, well, you know, what are the implications of this? That's, and that's how you increase Iman. Mm-hmm. Iman is not increased by sitting in one's couch. Iman is increased actually by getting up and engaging with the issues. And when you engage with the issues, you are tested. Mm-hmm. This is where, you know, in, that's the furnace. And that's the, where the burning is taking place. And that's where the purification is taking place. It's only when you engage with that then do you find that your iman shines and your iman in fact strengthens and, 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 and you, and, and, and you uh, find that um, your iman increases as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So there has to be an action or engagement of, the, uh, of, of issues in order for the iman to increase. There is a feeling that we can never do enough. Some people can only send a tweet. Some people can join a protest. Some people can give... Uh, lectures. Yeah. Some people uh, may not be able to do very much uh, yeah. more than that. Uh, there may be someone who's 
very old elderly or someone who doesn't have many contacts with people, um, how does one uh, address that natural uh, inability that exists within our environment? Is that a is that a does that factor into this discussion about uh, seeking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's help and, yes. and His? Yeah. We will be questioned according to and the extent to which we have the ability to engage right. and contribute. Right. Yeah? So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Ittaqullah mustatatum." You should fear Allah as much as you can. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you know that uh, there is a question of istita and ability. Something which is beyond your ability, you will not be asked. La yukallifullahu nafsan illa wusaha. That Allah will not put a burden on you that you cannot bear. However, uh, there are many things within our purview that is, you know, within our ability that we can engage. Mm. It's just the issue of having a mentality of engagement and saying, well, what can I do? Uh, you know, and, and people have different strengths and weaknesses, and that's a human thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you had Hamza radiallahu an, um, you had Ali radiallahu an, Asadullah, yeah, you had Khalid ibn Walid, Saifullah. They had certain strengths, and then you have Hassan ibn Thabit, who was the poet of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and his strength was not in the battlefield. His strength was poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he deployed that strength and that, well, you know, um, he had. And Rasul some recognized that this is what he has to give and contribute. So he said, Hassan, lampoon the Quraysh with your poetry <laughs> and then with his abiyat and his couplets. Yes. So we will have our strengths and weaknesses. We just need to see, well, what do I have to give? Uh, and where can I be of use? And we just need to have that mentality. And if you have that, فتوكل على الله. Have to on Allah and Allah will help you. Kamal, we're used to saying that out of every adversity, some good will come out of it. Um, is that an Islamic idea that for everything that befalls us, ultimately some khair, some good will come? Yeah. So, you know, whatever happens, happens because Allah Ta'ala uh, had decreed it. Uh, that you cannot will except as Allah wills. Nothing can happen without, without His decree and His will. So now when things happen, we don't know because we don't have knowledge of, of the ghaib mm. that how that fits into Allah's plan. Right. Allah tells us, and they plot and they plan the disbelievers. But Allah is the best of those who plans. Uh, Allah says that they are makr and they you know um, uh, deceiving and they are plotting will be will perish will be to no avail. However, in reality, uh, when we try and analyze this, we don't know uh, you know is this khair or is this a shar? Because uh, only Allah SWT knows. I give you one example when um, one of the Sahaba, you know, um, he was actually uh, kidnapped. By the uh, by, um, the Quraysh, mm. and his parents uh, were so um, upset that you know he's been taken. What can we do? Oh no! You know this is a disastrous situation. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, The one who has taqwa of Allah, Allah, Allah will give him a makhraj, a way out. And Allah will give him a provision for where he never imagined. 
that Allah will بالغ أمر إن الله إن الله will fulfill his uh, his his أمر this matter قد جعل الله لكل شيء قدرا for everything he has set a measure and a plan so so you see that incident happened and that was a disaster um, uh, on on you know prime facey when you look at it on the surface that this is a disaster but what happened Subhanallah that Sahaba escaped and because and he took that booty and he came back not only with himself but with all this provision for his parents mm-hmm. and Allah gives the rest whom we never imagined so yes so there are things that we think uh, that you may hate something but it's actually good for you uh, that you may hate something uh, but it's actually good for Wallahu ya'lam wa antum la ta'lamun That he knows and you do not know And so that's the belief perspective by which we look at um, You know, uh, misfortune Whether good or bad That only Allah knows the khair and of these things What would you say to a person who sees what's happening in Gaza? We're speaking two weeks after the events on a Saturday mm-hmm. um, And they feel somewhat deflated and dejected by the situation um, How would you address such a person? First of all, to, to, to feel this um, You know, it is a human, um, human thing mm. yeah? And we can feel this, we can feel depressed and down uh, And the Sahaba felt depressed and down as I said before But, you know, we'll, you know when we now reflect on our responsibility and reflect on the guidance given by Quran and Sunnah, we'll find actually we'll spring back, we'll dust ourselves off, we pick ourselves up, and in fact we find our Iman will renew. And this will only happen when you know we engage with the whatever the issue may be. But we we make Quran uh, a companion in this journey. If you look at the Sahaba that and the Muhammad whatever hardships that they went through, Quran was there with them in every incident where they're on a journey, an ayah would be revealed. In a battle, ayah would be revealed. When Rasulullah is sleeping, an ayah would be revealed. When he's awake, an ayah will be revealed. So the ayat are coming to actually guide uh, that individual with that adversity or that calamity. And, you know, and, and, and the Quran is full of examples. You know, I'll just give one example you know, of Musa. Why is the example of Musa you know, off mentioned in the Quran? You know, Allah Himself he says in Surah Qasas, Musa wa Fir'aun. That we tell you the story of Musa and Fir'aun. Why? For a people who have belief. It's to increase your iman. Who needed the increase of the iman? Muhammad and his companions who are facing Quraysh. Against all the odds, they needed that. So the example of Musa salam, was one individual against Pharaoh. Uh, and and, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this example. And if you read that story, you know, these are not just stories. They actually increase your iman and make you understand the world around you. So there is an intellectual illuminating aspect to these stories. And not only that, they actually tell you how to interact and engage with the situation and increase your iman. So Musa salam, so many parallels with you know what is happening now and Musa salam's story, but only thing is the you know it's flipped. So Musa salam is from Bani Israel, 
and his people were subjugated by Pharaoh, who was arrogant, felt he had, you know, he said, Ana rabbukumul a'la, man ashaddu quwa. He said, who has more power than me? And he said, uh, you know, I am your, uh, your Lord. This was Pharaoh. When he sensed that someone will end his hegemony, um, so he ordered that all the babies should be killed. Because even the babies are a threat. You know, if I were to analogize, these are the, for him, the babies of darkness mm. that he needed to destroy. And so he sent out an order. And Musa Lassim's mother is now worried. But look, subhanAllah, that he tells uh, uh, his mother to put him in a taboot, you know, uh, in, in, a, um, uh, in a basket and, and set, let him off. And Allah said, my enemy will find him. And subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa raised Musa Islam. The baby that Pharaoh wanted to kill, Allah raised that in the house of the enemy. Mm. Not only that, his mother, you know, uh, who was feeling uh, uh, sad for not seeing her son, you know, because the Musa would not take any milk from anyone else. So Pharaoh said, find someone. So they went, you know, is there someone who can actually look after him? And of course, who was it? It was his mother. So Allah said, I return you to your mother. Subhanallah. So in the house of the enemy, Allah raised Musa and looked after by his own mother. Subhanallah. Musa he grew up in that household. Long story as you know. But then when Allah, you know, he was given Nubuwa and Allah said, Idhab ila Fir'aun innahu that he went to Fir'aun. And Fir'aun, um, when he saw that, he said, well, uh, he said, kill all the sons. Kill all the sons and leave the daughters. That was his response. And he challenged Musa. He said, look, uh, you know, awalam nurabbika walida. Did I not raise you in my household, and now you come, uh, you know, opposing me? And did you not do to put him down and put him on the back foot? He said, uh, Did you not do that thing? Faalta faalaka. Uh, you know, you you um, uh, referring to that incident where he accidentally killed someone. So this is where Musa alayhi salam, you know. He turns around, just like today, you see the parallels that, oh, somebody did X, Y, Z. So therefore, the whole ummah, all the Palestinians are animals. Mm. They dehumanize. You know, their life, have, life has no sanctity. Mm. So, um, Musa Hassan responded to this confidently. He said, yes, you, refer, you are referring to me, uh, your act of kindness, but look, you know, the fact is that you abatta bani Israel, that you enslaved the whole people. Mm. When, when Pharaoh realized, you know what, this is not working with Musa, he said, وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ ذَرُونِي أَقْتُلْ مُوسَى وَالْيَدْعُ He said, you know, ذَرُونِي let go of me. As if anyone was holding him. <laughs> you know, which indicates that even though he thought he was powerful, he was also scared of Musa. Mm. Subhanallah. Because, you know, the Mufassirin said, you know, he said, ذَرُونِي let me go, let me... But no one's holding on to him. <laughs> so what is all this? Let me go and I'll kill him. Yeah? That this, that he actually feared Musa alayhi salam. Yeah? 
why he said inni ara he said dharuni aqtul musa wal yadu rabba inni akhafu an yubaddila dinakum aw an yuzhira fil ard al fasad that let him call his lord uh, because he is trying to change your deen and he will cause mischief and corruption so these are all the labels now hurled at musa alayhi salam so this is a terrorist this is a you know someone to be shunned you know and 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 and, and to be um not listened to and and to be completely boycotted mm. you know so musa some faced this and you can see all this situation you know there was a believing man who watched all this mm. when he heard faraun say that i'm going to kill musa allah subhanahu wa taala rajulun mu'minun min ali fir'aun yaktum imanah ataqtuluna rajulan an yaqula rabbiyallah so there was a believing man in the court of fir'aun who hid his iman but when he heard this he couldn't hide his iman anymore this is in the court of fir'aun and he said ataqtuluna so he raised his voice and he said are you going to kill a man an innocent man just because he says his lord is allah now who is the musa and who is the believing man you know so there in our ummah there are those who are the musas what we need today also the believing man who watched this oppression going on and stands up and says are you going to kill someone they say his lord is allah so so many parallels so if you reflect on, on these these are the verses that nourished the sahaba these are the verses that actually gave comfort and solace to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in our struggle and these are the verses and the example that will also give us um support and and help us to understand how things are why the way things are and how should we engage interact and and motivate us inshallah finally uh, kamal um when i watch the tv screens when i see on social media the way in which the palestinians the people of gaza face their tests they face it with their chests yeah. you know you see a mother who's lost everything a father who's lost everything yet as you said previously in the interview uh they remind people around them that they those who have gone are shuhada and they're alive in allah's eyes and uh they will meet them again in in jannah and you see this so often yes. everyone actually who faces these calamities are responding in with such strong iman how do we train ourselves yes. to exhibit that level of iman that we see in our brothers and sisters in palestine thing is um, if we sit at home waiting for iman to descend on us mm. it's not going to happen it only happens when you jump into the array uh, into the intellectual the narrative war propaganda whatever the, the situation it is in terms of whatever our abilities are yeah So when you engage with that when you engage with that this is when the iman will increase subhanallah the, the very fact that we see others engaging increases our iman the seeing our brothers and sisters you know smile mothers smiling when they lost a child subhanallah fathers you know consoling others even though they're the ones who lost they actually should be grieving and they are the one who are consoling the others the onlookers and saying that we are shuhada saying alhamdulillah making shukr to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we see others engaging in the struggle actually increases our iman 
So what we need to do is we need to plunge in and see, well, how can I uh, be a cog in that wheel? See, sometimes we can think, well, what can I do? You know, maybe, you know, I, maybe I, I'm good at social media. Some people can give talks. Some people can write an article or, or discuss with others. You know, but I can't, you know, um, I can't do these big things. No. That, you know, you do what is in your ability, in your qudra. You know, and so this cog, if you think about this uh, Islam, uh, you know, uh, the, the cause of Islam moving and, and there's cogs which actually wind it. So we're all actually cogs, whether you're small or large. Even if it's small, it's necessary for the thing to keep moving. So if we see it in that perspective and we actually start engaging and doing whatever is within our ability, you know, whether it's that tweet, whether it's, you know, a posting on social media, whether it's giving a speech, whether it's going to a march, whether it's giving sadaqah, whether it's engaging with other intellectuals uh, or politicians or thinkers or writing an article uh, in whatever, whatever the nature of the battlefield may be. If we plunge in, then you will find actually the imaning will increase because that's how, as I said before, you know, the ayah that I quoted is وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ That Allah SWT, uh, you know, He tested those who came before. And the fatana is to, it's the burning process that purifies us. That can only happen when we start actually engaging. So if we want to increase iman, then we need action. Allah SWT says, the good word raises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what it really you know, raises that is is the good deed. So if we engage with what we say, with what we do, and engage uh, in that battle and that struggle, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help us. And this is when you will need the story. If you sit in your home, you don't need the story of Musa alayhi salam. If you do nothing, you will not need the story of the Anbiya and the Rusul. But if you engage uh, with all your taqa and your ability, this is when you will, uh, Quran will become your companion. The stories will come to life and they will have meaning for you and they, and, and they will increase your iman and you will fulfill uh, the wa'ad and the promise that you had with uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he said, مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا عَاهُدُوا اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ and there are men who ha- were true to the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are those uh, who have passed away in this path and those who are waiting but they never change. Dr. Kamara Bazahra, Jazakallah khair. Thank you very much for your time today. Please remember to subscribe to our social media and YouTube channels and head over to our website thinkinmuslim.com to sign up to my weekly newsletter. Jazakallah khair. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.